Part one of this was cast thy burden. Part two was casting away. We looked at cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved from Psalm 55 and verse 22. And then we looked in our second week at a different one was Micah 7 verses 18 and 19. Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities and I will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. We have to cast our burdens on the Lord. The second one was he casts our sins into the depths of the sea. And thirdly, this morning is casting the wrong direction. Casting the wrong direction. Proverbs, please. And we're going to start at chapter 1 and verse 10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down to the pit. We may find all the precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Notice, cast in thy lot among us and let us have one purse. My son, walk thou, not thou in the way. With them, refrain thy foot from their path for their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird and they that lay wait for their own blood, they lurk privily for their own lives. So are they the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. Father, thank you for the sense of your presence. Thank you that you're faithful to your word. And we thank you, Lord, that you're here in our midst. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing us the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, that we see you and we love you because you first loved us. Now help me, Lord, to dissect and to rightly divide the word of truth. Bless thy word unto our hearts and glorify thy name. For Jesus' sake we ask it. Amen. Consent thou not. Notice. Consent thou not. If sinners entice thee, if the ungodly entice thee, Christian, this morning, I could say this to, uh, uh, to young people mainly, but it's to All of us, we can all be enticed by someone or something that is not profitable 
for us. Not profitable in the ways of the Lord. Not profitable for your walk with God. Not profitable. If sinners entice thee. Notice, consent thou not. The word consent here, it gives the idea to breathe after. To breathe after. To willingly run after. Notice, if sinners entice thee. Sinners sin. But if they entice me for what? Well, sinners sin. To fellowship with them in their sin. Consent thou not. The word consent or to be willing is the word abba. And it means to be acquiescent. Now, if you want to know what acquiescent means, it is the reluctance of, the reluctant acceptance. I nearly got it out. The reluctant acceptance of something without protest. Maybe you are in work or school or university or among your peers in this, wherever it may be, in your sport and the sinners entice thee. Consent thou not means even don't go with reluctance. Well, it just went because it helped me for the day, put in a few hours. I just went because it was I didn't want to upset anyone. You're reluctant, but this, the Bible says don't go. Because once you start to go, you start to breathe after. Abba is the breathing after the sin that you had partaken of. Your sin will take you further than you ever want to go. Keep you longer than you ever meant to stay. And it'll cost you more than you ever meant to pay. Consent thou not, the word Abba, the reluctant acceptance of something without protest. You don't even put a fight up anymore. Your fight is gone. Because that's what you're breathing after and willingly following now. This isn't to any one of us in particular. It's to all of us, including this man. If sinners entice thee, the ungodly, the unsaved, Consent thou not. The root word here for Abba, the consent word, it really gives the idea of someone falling from a horse. You might say, how does this work in with this word? Because when you consent and breathe after, you've fallen. You've fallen from the way the Lord has told you to walk. You've fallen from the course the Lord has set you on and you have fallen away from him. In fact, this word, it's mentioned in Genesis 49 and 17 where it says Dan, that is the patriarch Dan and the tribe of Dan would be an otter by the way which bites at the horse's heels and the rider falls off. This word is used for that rider falling off at the bite of the serpent. Don't have a serpent bite that you might fall off. Will you turn with me to Psalm 37, please? Psalm 37. 
And we just want to lift a couple of verses, verse 23 and verse 24. Notice, here is your walk. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Notice, and he delighteth in his way. Is this Christian walk a drudgery for you? Is this walk with Christ every day, is it just something that you're putting up with? It's just a drudgery. I delight in being saved. I love belonging to Jesus. I love knowing that my sins are forgiven. I rejoice in the blood that he shed for me. I delight in his way. I delight in his command. I love him. Walking with Christ is not a drudgery. It's a delight. It's a delight. To know that you're saved and you're sealed, you're secure. To know that none shall pluck you from his hands. To know that is to know life eternal because you know the person from whom it flows. I love him. I love him. Notice here, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Notice, though he fall. Though he fall. This is the same word that is used for the horse and the rider falling off the horse. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Isn't that beautiful? Just think about that. Have you fallen? Listen, we all fall. Every day we fall. We fall in our, our minds, in our moods, in our methods. We fall. Maybe it's like you've fallen so far, you've fallen so great. Maybe it's been more manifest than someone else's falling. Maybe your fall, you fell away and it's just been so manifest in your life. Everybody's seen it. Everybody knows what you've done. Everybody's seen the sin you committed. Everybody's seen your heart away from the Lord. And yours has been more manifest than someone else's. Theirs has been maybe hidden. And deemed maybe not as great a fall. But listen, though he, though she fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Every time I fall, I don't fall off the rock. I fall on the rock. I have a sure foundation, a solid ground on which we stand. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't it wonderful to know that you're saved? Isn't it wonderful? Talking to some people who have been ill this last while and back out, it's good to see us. Some thinking maybe their number was up. (laughs) But you know what? The Lord had you in his hand. The Lord had you in his wonderful hand. And the thing about this is, not only has the Lord had you in his hand, but you were not utterly cast down. The Lord upholdeth him. The Lord upholdeth her with, her with his hand. And know what they said to me? I wasn't afraid. You know why you weren't afraid? 
because the Lord was on your side. He lives in you, Christian. He'll neither leave you nor forsake you. He's with you. So notice this word, it means to fall. And let's go back to uh, Proverbs, please, chapter 1. Chapter 1, verses 10 to 19, warns us about keeping in with the wrong company. Remember, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Verse 10 has consent thou not. Verse 14 tells us not to cast our lot. Not to cast our lot. That's what we're looking at this morning. Casting in the wrong direction. You cast your burden on the Lord. Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. And when we do that, even coming to Christ, we realize that he casts our sin into the depths of the sea of forgetfulness as is known as. But here we can cast our lot the wrong way. You know, casting lots here, we think, well, everyone is doing it this way. I was reading Pastor McConnell's book. I've been reading it. I've been reading two books this week between one on covetousness and the sin of covetousness. And it's, uh, 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 I'm getting a lot out of it. And I started reading the new book from Pastor McCall, Man with the Mantle. He talks about different things in ministry. And last night, I was reading it, I didn't want to put it down last night, but I was reading it into early hours last night. And he was talking about how opposition comes in life and how people want you to go maybe a certain way, certain thing, how you have to stay steadfast in the word. And he's talking about how gospel preaching, that is the, the old time gospel preaching, it's, it's out of date. And that was then, when was that? He, 2017, 18, 19 probably, maybe 20, he was talking about those things. And sometimes I look at it and I see different, I watch different preachers to see what they're saying and to hear and maybe to learn something and and a lot of it is a, a social gospel. A lot of it is a gospel where it's softer. It made me question, though, maybe I'm too straight. I mean, in the preaching. I'm straight in every direction, but I'm talking <laughs> about in the preaching. Just wanted to clarify that there. Maybe I'm too straight and maybe I can be too direct and hard. But reading the book, he, it was like he being dead yet speaketh. By the way, he's dead a year today. Yeah, a year today. And he being dead yet speaketh. And I got a lot as a minister out of it. And sometimes because the, the, the culture and the society of churches to go the softer approach, the, the man-centered gospel, it leaves Christ out of a lot of it. And it sort of encouraged me just to stay and be what God has called me to be. To preach what God has called me and told me to preach. 
And I jotted this down earlier this morning as I was just looking over and praying about these things before church this morning. And I wrote, wrong is still wrong if everyone is doing it. And right is still right if no one else is doing it. And so when we are enticed by sinners or even by society or by saints, if it's wrong, if a spirit in us tells us that we are not to consent, then don't consent. And sometimes we cast our lot in the wrong direction. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. You can tell the company that a Christian keeps It eventually comes out, the company they keep, they start to talk like them. They start to nearly look like them, act like them, be like them. Because the ungodly will infiltrate you if you are enticed by them. Not talking about witnessing to them, talking about enticed by them. And you can tell, listen, see in heaven, any of the angels came to uh, God's own elect. Do you know what they said? Peace. They talked words of hope and peace and instruction because they were in the presence. Their company was Christ. And if your company is Christ and godly company, your heart will be on fire. Your life will change, Christian. The company you keep is of the utmost importance. Personally, and I say this to those who are are friends or friendly with me, I don't mean it in a bad sense, but personally, I really, Alison really, we don't have a really, really close-knitted, bonded friends. Because the closer they get, they realize there's a lot of demand in our life. Not that the, the world demands, the world doesn't annoy me. The demand of my life is from the Lord. What's the demand in your life? And some can't hack the pace. Because they'll live differently. Not saying they're living absolutely badly, they live differently than I would live. don't go out a lot and I don't do the whole sports thing. I don't do it. I'm not saying you're wrong if you do it. I'm saying I don't. I'm talking about my life. I don't do that. I don't go out and do the concert thing. Christians, stay away from ungodly concerts. Come on. See them all the time. We're way down to see such and such a band. That's worldliness. Stay away from it. I don't do the let's all go out and 
fellowship every now and again because we're going to do that. I, I don't do that on a regular basis. It's not because of who I am. I'm saying what my call is in my life. And, and the thing about it is, if I want the anointing in my life, if I want the nearness with Christ in my life, then I have to walk right in my life. And some people get close to it. And then they run from it. What do you want in your life? What are you casting your lot in with? What are you casting your lot in with? Notice here in Proverbs chapter 20. If you want to turn just to read one verse. Chapter 20 and verse 19. And notice the company here. I'm going to do a couple of verses here, a few verses about the company we keep. Think about this. Think about this. Proverbs 20 and verse 19. He that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. People will tell you everything you want to hear. There are few who will tell you everything you need to hear. The tale bearer will come with the tales they have heard. Listen, brother, sister, you know, we do get time to time people say, oh, someone was talking about me. The old saying is, if they're talking about you, they're leaving somebody else alone. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If they're talking about you, if they're talking about, say, me to you, see, when you're not there, they're talking about you to somebody else. They're talking about you to somebody else. Notice here, he that goeth about as a tailbearer. See the word tailbearer? It's the word rakil, and it means a scandal monger. <laughs> Maybe I would love the I would love the, the, the those who took uh, the, the the translation into the King James just once instead of tailbearer put in a scandal monger. Because it hits more, doesn't it? A tailbearer nearly sounds as if it's well, they're just telling me tales. He's a scandal monger. <laughs> I see her, she's a scandal monger. I think of our company that we keep. So for example, in uh, Psalm 1 verse 1. And the psalmist tells us from the opening of the Psalms. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Notice Blessed is the man or the woman that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Not they're standing in their way to block them. It means stand in the way where they stand. Standing on the part where they are. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Listen, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. You're blessed if you don't And your delight is in the way of the Lord. The law of the Lord. And notice 
that how it degrades from walking to standing to sitting. Psalm 1 verse 1. From walking to standing to sitting. That's how the life goes depending on your company. Depending on your company. So if the angels come and bring peace to God's people, it shows their company. It shows their company. See, they're, they're, they're filled with the company of Christ. They're filled with the company of Christ. And so they speak like Christ. How much more with you and I, with the indwelling spirit of Christ, be like Christ. Talk like him. Love like him. Encourage like him. Listen, be strong like him. So when there is someone with a, a tail-bearing, scandal-monger spirit, if it's not of Christ, then where's it from? If it's not of Christ, then where is it from? Notice here, he that goeth about as a tail-bearer revealeth secrets. Be careful who you reveal your heart to. Be careful who you reveal your heart to. Sometimes you pour out your heart to everyone that you come across and know for, the, for 10 minutes. And here's what they do. They take it and they destroy you with it. We're talking basic stuff here, aren't we? But it's real. But it's real. They take it and they destroy you with it. I remember a man one time said something that he shouldn't be saying, acting the way he shouldn't have been acting, and I approached him on it. And he had been talking the way he should have been, shouldn't have been talking. He says, you shouldn't be talking, that's gossip. You need to stop this, that's gossip. And he said to me, it's not gossip if it's true. That might be the dictionary's definition of not being gossip. But my reply was, well, look, you told me secrets about your family. You told me things that are true. Is it all right if I tell them because they're true and I'm not gossiping about you and I'm not letting you down? Is that okay? Well, obviously it wasn't. (laughs) Obviously it wasn't. The tailbearer is a scandal monger. The tailbearer is an informer. We've heard that before in Northern Ireland, haven't we? <laughs> I used to be on the wall, touts out. It means one who goes about carrying stories and tales to slander. And listen, Paul goes on to tell us that slander or gossip is off the devil. The person that you have spoken about. Now you speak about people to the good to help. 
out of concern. And by the way, please don't do what some people do. I had one man, and he used to come to me. He's not here. He does come here. But he used to come to me all the time and say, Pastor, what do you tell about this? Every other week, about somebody else, and somebody else has went wrong, or somebody else done this. And what do you tell you about them? He's good all the time. Do you know where he got his information in the prayer meeting? Prayer meetings are not talking shops. If you're there for a talking shop, you're there for the wrong reason. You're not there to talk to one another. You're there to talk to God. And if something is in a prayer meeting, that's where it should stay with those who are there. With those who are there. Unless the person concerned is directed other ways. Notice this. It means they carry stories and they carry tales and slander. Let me go quickly, because time's gone already. Would you believe that? Almost gone anyway. Will you turn with me to Leviticus 19? Leviticus chapter 19. Listen to what the Lord of the Lord says to Israel. Chapter 19 and verse 16. Thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer or a scandalmonger. Thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among thy people, neither shalt thou stand against the blood of thy neighbor. I am the Lord. Now the Lord is saying, watch what you say. Watch your tongue. The tongue is a little member we're told it's unruly, like a rudder that steers a ship. Will you go with me to Proverbs again, please? Proverbs chapter 11 this time Proverbs chapter 11 and let your eye run down to verse 13 a talebearer revealeth secrets notice but he that is of a faithful spirit a faithful spirit a faithful spirit means you're a man or a woman who can hold how you are wished. Who can hold your wished. And for our American friends and around the world, that means hold your tongue. I saw their cards for them a wee bit for nothing. Notice here, it says, a talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. You see, where no counsel is, the people fall. So we have to do things. As pastor with oversight, sometimes we have to speak about certain issues and people. But we keep it among ourselves. Where no counsel is, the people fall. So I'm giving you counsel this morning. And even from the outset of this meeting, that's why I was speaking lower, because I was, I was aware of the Holy Ghost. I was conscious of an anointing on me to speak the word this morning. Believe it or not, out of all of this study, I, have, I was not looking forward to this morning. 
because it's harder. But you know what? I'm rejoicing in my own heart by the things the Lord is telling me and showing to me. Where no counsel is, the people fall. We don't want you to fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. In other words, if we can gather around those who are weary, weak, wayward, struggling, lift them up. Keep their counsel. Pray for them. Go and help them. The pastor is usually the favorite meal around the dinner table on a Sunday afternoon because they all devour them. Not saying you do that, but I'm talking about other pastors. <laughs> Chapter 18 of Proverbs, please. Some nuggets of wisdom in this. Let your eye run down to verse 8. The words of a talebearer are as wounds. You hurt people. It hurts people. It hurts them deep within them. It hurts them. The wounds of a tailbearer are, are pardon me, the words of a tailbearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost part of the belly. I mean it cuts deep. You don't like it, I don't like it, and they don't like it. Go with me again, please, to chapter twenty six, while we're in Proverbs. And let your eye run down to verse twenty. Where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So if you have no wood, the fire will eventually burn out. Where there is no tailbearer, the strife ceaseth. I'll be careful. I'm going to say something. I'll be careful. I'm not going to say this. This morning. I got word of someone was approached by another man who was just popping in and out. And he warned the brother this morning from here about a certain person who's trying to stir strife. And he says, watch, because CET are going to have a split. That's what he said. I turned to the brother, and the brother meant well. He was letting me know, thing he's warning me. I said, no, it won't. If CET is to go on, then God will cause it to go on. This doesn't belong to me. It belongs to him. He's building his church. And listen, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The tailbearer, the scandal monger, the enticing of the sinner will not prevail against it. Brothers and sisters, I get reports like that on a regular basis. A regular basis. But I can tell you, if I fell at every report like that and rolled up into a ball, I'd never be on my feet. And I trust that you will be on your feet no matter what you hear or think about yourself. And I said to the brother this morning, I said, by the way, I'm going to be talking about this sort of stuff this morning, so I don't think I'm talking about you. (laughs) 
he was just coming to me to, he was protecting me. Notice here, verse 22, Proverbs 26, verse 22. The words of a tailbearer as wounds, they go down into the innermost part of the belly. How deep it cuts a man and a woman when they're hurt by a tailbearer. Stay with me for, give me a few minutes and we'll round this up. In Proverbs 16 and 28, it says, A froward man soweth strife, and the whisperer separateth chief friends. You'll even get them in among your friends. They'll come in and they'll say something about you to one friend, and then they'll say something about your friend about you. Isn't that what I say when they're talking to you? When they're talking about somebody, they're leaving you alone. Brothers and sisters, what do we do with this? Boss McConnell used to say, see if I can get this one right. If you let your ear be like a trash can, you'll get your head full of rubbish. You'll get your head full of rubbish. I was delighted just there during the week. I was met up with a, a brother from the church. He's, not, he's away this morning. And I just met up with him and was talking to them. And he's talking about someone completely outside of here, nothing to do with here. And someone came to him and started, well, do you see him and his family? And he just went, sorry. I don't want to know. It's none of my business. And it shut them up like that. Brothers and sisters, maybe we all need be stronger in our resolve against these things. Listen to Proverbs 22, verse 24 and 25. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go. Now listen, see if someone, we try and help, we try and encourage, we try to bless, we try and whatever people need. See if someone's always angry, always antagonistic. You don't have to put up with it. And certainly don't cast your lot in with it. Certainly do not cast your lot in with it. And I'll tell you why. Verse 25, lest thou learn his ways. Because you'll become like him. See, if your company is always people of negative or bitter or angry, if that's your company, you will eventually learn their ways. And it's a snare to your soul, the rest of the verse says. Proverbs 13 and 20 says, He that walketh with the wise, here's where you walk, he that walketh with the wise, but a companion of fools, He that walketh with the wise shall be wise, pardon me, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So I'm closing with this. Thank you for your attention this morning. Don't cast in your lot with them. Don't cast in your lot. Listen to Thomas Watson, the old Puritan. He said, friendship is the marriage of affections. In a sense, when we uh, grow close to people in a friendship and we start to open our hearts with them, which we need friends, don't get me wrong. But it becomes like a marriage of affections. 
But sometimes the sinner entices you. Sometimes the church person, notice how I I picked it very carefully because what person can say they love Christ and destroy their brethren or their sister? Who can do that? Purposefully destroy them? I dare say, do they know the Lord at all? Watch who you you are marrying your affections with in your friendships. Sometimes you might be marrying your affections with the devil. Thomas Brooks said, Clothes and company do oft times tell tales in a mute but significant language. Clothes and company. So you can dress a certain way and people say, well, we're this sort of person. Or a rich person can be adorned in costly costume, jewelry or whatever. And you can tell the the class of society they're in. You know, when I was in my teens, I was a mod. (laughs) Had my Vespa scooter and all, you know, in the park and all that sort of stuff. Yes, I was indeed. Uh, it is. <laughs> I was a mod, loved it, but I thought I was being. I thought I was being not like the rest, but except for the few thousand others that were the same as me, wearing the same clothes and dressed the same and rode the same. Mo- uh, I don't know that moped. No, it's not a moped. A scooter. Alison the girls would have said, "Didn't you have a moped?" And I go, "Don't dare call it a moped. It's a scooter, a Vespa, or an umbrella." But I wasn't, I was like that group. You tell with the clothes, but here's the thing, you can tell with your company. You can tell with your company. Listen, see someone that's full of fear. Go and look at their company. And in fact, a Christian that's full of fear, go and look at their pastor. If a Christian's full of fear, go and look at the pastor. Go and look at their preacher. See if it's his fault. Maybe he's been preaching fear for the last couple of years and everybody's terrified out of their wits. Instead of preaching faith, instead of preaching Christ, instead of preaching that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Go and look at them and say, well, what are you sitting under? I met a couple of people during the week. Not a lot of people this week because a lot of time in my hands. Uh, and a couple of people during the week from another church. And they just happened to be talking about different things. And it came up about the whole time over the last couple of years. And, and says, so oh, I, they were delighted that their church, <laughs> glad that we didn't have to go, go to church because it was locked down. These people know me. Do they know who they're talking to? And then when we, some of us now are still wearing masks when we go in. The pastor wants us to be separated and still wearing masks. And all. I go, it's like this is a good thing. And I'm looking at one, I'm looking at the other and going, am I living in, an, in another world here? That we're still afraid. Still afraid. 
And I told him, I says, well, we didn't close. Did at the start because we didn't know what it was. And went, nope, we're opened. And then we outgrew, so we then went to drive and went, but we got a, a warehouse and now we're where we are today because we're, ba- we're too big for the building. And we're talking about it, I says, so we didn't close, we didn't lock up, we didn't mask up. I says, we didn't shut up. <laughs> That's what I said then. See him taking a step back. I told him, I said, yeah, I'm unvaxxed. And I never will be. But I'm not afraid. I'm unafraid. And you shouldn't be afraid. And the company you keep... Now listen, your company might be an aggressive company. And so you become aggressive. A slanderous company, so you become slanderous. Your company will be told, told out in your life because you will become like them. And if you're talking to someone that's afraid, go and see what they're listening to. Because if it doesn't start here, for the Christian, whatever starts here will end up here. So, time's gone. Here's what the word says. I remember where it is. Proverbs. I think it is. Verse 23 is a 23, verse 18. I can't remember. Someone look it up for me. Death and life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Did you hear that? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Listen, that's not a finished. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Comes a time when whatever that depends on the company, it depends on the, the character, and then it comes into the chat. Whenever you're talking about, you can speak death, you can speak negativity, you can speak fear, you can speak hate, you can speak anxiety, you can speak all of these things because you're in that company. And you start feeling as it were, so you're dead. Where's Christ in all of this? And we sometimes wonder, well, where are you, Lord? I'll tell you where the Lord is. He hasn't went anywhere you have. Death and life. Listen, we all have fearful times and moments. We all do. But that's when we bring our mind to the captivity of the word of God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Lord, you have said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You have told me that I can do all things. Now, that doesn't mean jump out of an airplane without a parachute, by the way. <laughs> Just whatever you think. I can do all things. According to thy word, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. You have told me, Lord, I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. You've said none shall pluck me out of your hand. 
God bless us this morning. God bless us, Lord. Tell me to come up, please.